The following podcast is sponsored by StructureTech. I think in, in our meetings, we're not trying to leave things out of this, but we're certainly not going to test outlets. We're not going to open electrical panels. We're not doing anything like that. I love the walkthrough consultation in the simplicity of you have a flashlight. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich, alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. As always, your three-legged stool up in the Northland. We have one of our finest home inspectors on the whole entire Structure Tech team today. His name is George, and George is going to spend some time talking with us about Minneapolis Truth and Housing inspections and the whole new energy component that was added. What? How long ago was that, Ruben? 18 months? I think so. I think it was like January 1st of 2020, I believe. Yeah. So and there was a lot that happened it. in 2020. <laughs> So we're going to dig into George's head about how the new Tisch evaluations are going. And then we're going to talk to George about our new walkthrough consultations. But before we get to George, Ruben, I wanted to ask you about the new walkthrough consultations. You you wrote a blog last week. I'm curious about the feedback you're getting. People love this. It seems like people have been clamoring for this. A lot of agents have been wanting it. A lot of home inspectors had a ton of questions for me about this. There is a private Facebook group that I'm a part of, and we had a another home inspector asking about this in a different part of the country. And I shared what we're doing and man, that turned into a long discussion with a lot of other home inspectors. People are very interested in this and agents are thrilled that we're doing it. And so are home buyers because it's a new service. Like we do with any new service that we roll out, we've really been digging into what people think about this. So We've been making phone calls to every one of these clients after we do a walkthrough consultation. We've been calling them the next day or a couple of days after saying, hey, what did you think of the service? We want your unabashed feedback. Was it good? Was it a waste of money? How'd you like it? And it has been 100% raving positive. The only downside that people have said is that I wish it could have been more time. I mean, it was limited to a half hour, but that's no fault of yours. It's a showing. So it's, I, I think we're providing the best possible value we can in the short time of 30 minutes. So it's been good. Excellent. So let's bring George into the conversation. Hey. Unveil those sweet pipes of yours. Sure. They're right here. Ready for <laughs> hey, you, Bill. George. So George, you've <laughs> done a bunch of these in a different form. I mean, we officially unveiled this new program that we're doing, but in reality, over the years, we've done tons and tons of these things. And more commonly, we would call this an investor inspection, or we just call it a walk and talk. And, you know, this new program, we're not even using the word inspection because we are so limited in time. But for an investor inspection, it's similar to this and that we're not producing a report and we're hurrying through it. I just like to hear your thoughts on what your experience has been doing those investor inspections. I guess I would hesitate to say hurrying through it. Yes, we're limited on time, but we also want to be as diligent as we can. I've always said the best part of my job is that I get to show up, criticize the work of others and leave. And this, <laughs> now I get to do that and not even produce a report for it. With the investor inspections, there is a slight adjustment when I first started doing them to speed things along. You guys know me. I can talk a little some would say too much. And I, and I get that, but there's an adjustment when but I've got 30 minutes to get some sort of point across, or I need to now look at something and say that that's not that big a deal. This is a bigger deal. It was a bit of a ramping up process for me, at least. 
But the client was always appreciative. They got the high level view. They just, they knew that the, the house wasn't going to tip over. More than likely, things were going to catch on fire. More than likely, electrical was okay. Things like that. All three of you would probably agree that sometimes it's not finding that one thing. It's finding four things that lead you to that one big thing. And we can, we can usually do that fairly quickly. With just, you know, just with experience, we know that there are probably a dozen things that we're going to need to look for. And with walkthrough consultations, we could do it pretty quickly. And then if, if something is big, we'll know to focus a little, a little more time on that. And I think in, in our meetings, we're not trying to leave things out of this, but we're certainly not going to test outlets. We're not going to open electrical panels. We're not doing anything like that. I love the walkthrough consultation in the simplicity of you have a flashlight. You know, when we first started talking about this, it was like flashlight, maybe screwdriver, maybe we should do this. Like, no, how about just a flashlight? And that is truly it. I like the fact that someone is getting something rather than nothing. I know that maybe you're not even asking this question yet, but I just sold my house this last November and it was me selling it. I'm a home inspector. I wouldn't want to accept an offer based on the fact that there was no inspection contingency. I needed to be strong enough to say everybody should inspect this house. And it did come down to, you know, they had it inspected. I'm like, just, I was just as, you know, concerned as any other sellers. Like, well, what are they going to find? You know, they did find the three things that I thought they would find. It's like, well, good, good for you. And what but, were those three, George? You can't just nothing, leave it at that. Nothing, Ruben, nothing you need to know at all. <laughs> the furnace filter was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> it may have involved an air admittance valve, but I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you at all for that, George. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, don't, yeah. you don't obey the rules just because they're rules, man. You're a rebel. <laughs> you got to know the rules before you break the rules. Okay. So even though it's going to go pretty quickly with the walkthrough consultation, I think it's going to be, like I said, it's something is better than nothing. And what I've kind of been comparing it to is, and then Ruben, you know, you've done thousands of Tish evaluations and you know that if the owner is there, more than likely, you're probably going to give them a little more advice, maybe a little outside of Tish or what the buyers are looking for. And we've been doing that for years. Yes. So I'm kind of drawing a parallel to that sort of relationship as far as the information that we can give people in 15 minutes. It's a surprisingly large amount of information, you know, that we take for granted. It's like 15 minutes. It seems like there's nothing in that, but there's a lot of information that can be conveyed pretty quickly and in, in a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of home inspectors concerned with this. They kept saying, you're cannibalizing your home inspection business. We do not want this to be the new norm. You're shortchanging home buyers with, pardon my French, you're giving them a half-ass product. And this is not nearly as good as a home inspection. So why are you telling people it is? And the whole thing is, we're not. We're not saying that at all. We're telling people that this is way better than doing absolutely nothing. This is a replacement for doing nothing, not a replacement for getting a home inspection. Oh yeah, it's a market adjustment. It's that this is what the market is doing and this is what the market is giving us. So we need to make an adjustment to kind of bring satisfaction, some satisfaction to the real estate market. It's trying to answer a need. That's really what it comes down oh, to. Oh yeah, I don't see this being a long-term thing. I don't think this is really sustainable. I think the market, like like markets always do, they're going to probably even out. This is a excellent, it's a fantastic plan B, but I don't think anybody wants this to really represent a home inspection. And we're not. 
We're just saying we just want to give some people a little peace of mind going into a transaction. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting about this conversation, because people right away want to go, you're replacing. It's like, no, it's an option when the other better options don't exist. So would you rather wear socks and run in the snow or just go barefoot versus having your snow boots on? And you know what? Just help people appreciate where the market is at. I was talking to Jenny, our ops manager, about this, and she just sent me an email today talking about some statistics in the market. Right now, in the city of Brooklyn Park, in the last 12 months, there have been 1,371 homes that have closed in the last year. 1,300, almost 1,400. Today, there are 15 homes available for showing. 15. And out of those 15, there are only three single-family homes priced under 460 k So you talk about somebody trying to buy a starter home, single family home in Brooklyn Park. There are three of them on the market available today. Pick one. Wow. Yeah. Which one do you want? You know, and similar statistics, Maple Grove, there's 36 houses available for showing today. Plymouth has 46 houses available for showing. Like the pickings are extremely slim out there. So yeah, like you said, I don't think this is going to stay this way. This is a stopgap. I wanted to also talk to you today, George, about the Minneapolis Truth and Housing Energy Disclosure. We had you on, I think we talked to you on the podcast about this. I know we covered it on the podcast back in 2019 when the city of Minneapolis was first looking at rolling out this program. And for anybody who missed that podcast when we are in our podcasting infancy, it's basically a required energy audit that's done at the time that a home goes up for sale. It's something that Minneapolis put into practice. The the official date was January 15th of 2020 when this took effect. And it's a mini energy audit that's done with the city inspection. And we've got a handful of licensed Minneapolis truth and housing evaluators here on our team. I'm one of them, except I don't really count. I'm only licensed because I don't want to drop my license. It was a huge pain in the butt to get it. George, George is the real deal. George is actually (laughs) out in the field doing these evaluations day in and day out. And you have done, you know, probably, I don't know, dozens, maybe hundreds of these energy audits in Minneapolis by now. Does that sound about right? Probably closer to a hundred than dozens, but yeah, I'm not here to brag. I guess I don't, I don't count them, but as you were kind of introing this, I'm sure anybody that actually does energy audits on homes would be insulted by what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I didn't have another word for it. What, what's a better word than energy audit? I think just energy, energy disclosure. Okay. Is all right. Probably one of the biggest differences is that the, like an energy audit would do a floor door test, right? And we're not doing those. (laughs) No. Although it was the first shot across the bow from Minneapolis that they wanted us to do full blower door tests. And yeah, that could be a different podcast. But, you know, if I had to think about it, there were like a, a list of six items that they wanted us to capture that we as buyers, inspectors, and, and TISH evaluators have no problem. It's like, you know what, that's good. Yes, we should be getting this information. That's great. But then when it came down to, and we would like you to drill a two inch hole in an exterior wall. That was where it was like, I don't, hmm, wow, that's weird. We've never done, even as a buyer inspection, we don't do anything nearly that that destructive. And that that took a little, boy, everybody had to kind of shift. And
And, you know, of course, we pushed back on it. We don't want to drill holes in walls. But Minneapolis, the, the city has has the final say. So that is that is what we do. I heard a rumor. Little Birdie told me that the city of Bloomington was talking about doing something like this, too. And from what I've heard, it sounds like they're talking about doing the exact same thing Minneapolis is doing, where you're evaluating the same points and you're drilling a hole in somebody's wall. I don't know where they're at in this whole process, but I I did want to bring this up again and just say, George, you've done, you know, probably about a hundred of these now. I wanted to get your thoughts. How big of a deal is this drilling a hole in a wall? Because that was the biggest thing that people were up in arms about. Now that we're into it, is it that big of a deal? I I have to admit my rage has tempered. It, uh, (laughs) It isn't that big a deal. The big deal now is like how many bits we go through you know, is this deductible is my question. No one explained why. And this might be just me being dense, but why does it have to be a two inch hole? Right. What if it were a one inch? Yeah. That's... I mean, there might be, you know, smaller and drilling a two inch hole is so it's so large. I'm thinking that drilling a hole in the wall is becoming less and less a deal as as we do it more often. Speaking for myself and a lot of the other inspectors, we, we do our best to make sure it's in an area that's not completely visible all the time. So front entry closets. We're not going to go through a living room wall. If I really can't find a place to drill a hole, I will go to alternatives. So a couple of them have been, I've taken the plate off an electrical outlet and see if I can kind of dig around there, see if I can see any sort of insulation there or underneath the kitchen sink. But I really don't think that there's a lot for homeowners to be worried about as far as anyone marring their property. Mm. Ultimately, it is exactly what a full home energy audit would be doing anyway. So if you do have a full energy audit, maybe they don't need to drill an additional hole. There's the benefit. Sure. So when we were first given the news that we had to drill two inch holes in walls, we sort of all collectively gulped because we were not used to doing that. But I think we're used to doing it now. And it's just, it's seeming like the actual process isn't that a very big deal. I haven't drilled into anything that I didn't want to drill into. I haven't damaged anything that I didn't want to damage. Now, what about drilling a hole in the wrong spot? I've got a photo I'm thinking of that you may have shared with our team internally. (laughs) Well, now it's not internal anymore, is it? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't be able to share it externally and have people laugh because nobody would have any idea what it means, but I got a really good laugh out of it. You know, now it's it's dumb. I can't remember. I I remember the punchline. So for some reason, I just felt like I thought it'd be kind of interesting if I just put a sticker on the on the cover as I put it in, just saying when it was done and, and who did it. And I drilled a hole that was too low. I think I ended up drilling kind of into just structure. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, that was and, it. And, yeah, I drilled a hole too low, so I had to drill another hole above it. <laughs> and I just, I think I titled it, you know, Mistakes Happen, but the label, I had crossed out George, and I put Malin. <laughs> he, writes, he wrote Malin in Magic Marker on, on the plug. <laughs> and now there are two plugs, there are two plugs in this house. Uh, both of them say, crossed out George, and it just says Malin. So... <laughs> Feel free to contact Structure Tech on, on that one. You know, it was fun. the homeowner was there, and I said, uh, so here's the thing. Yeah, mistakes happen. She just shrugged. She didn't care. It was at a back entrance. No one cared about it, fortunately. But uh, yeah, sometimes you, you think you're going to drill in the right spot, and then it just doesn't happen. Yep. And when yep. you realize that you're drilling in the wrong spot, my advice is to stop drilling. So that, that's where that's it's good. It's good. I'm going to write that down. <laughs>
Yeah. All right, guys, we should put a wrap on this episode. Thank you, George, very much. We appreciate you spending some time with us and kind of walking through the ins and outs of both the Minneapolis Tisch and our new consultation program. Glad to do it. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You've been listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech.com.